EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM I'm back baby uh, Welcome back to me <laughs> Imagine welcoming yourself back How weird is that um, It's great to be back though Sorry I missed last week it's Just impossible basically to do a podcast from Barcelona we were just a bit busy at the time, uh, and then it got less busy, and then it just we just ran out of time. Um, so it is what it is, um, and you're okay with that, I know. Uh, if you're listening to the Two Bikes Talking Tech feed, it's later in the week than normal because uh, Apple event on Wednesday, and so we'll be dropping, or we did drop, <laughs> the uh, the Two Bikes episode on Wednesday when I would normally drop EFTM. So if you're listening in the Two Bikes Talking Tech feed, coming to you on a Thursday or Friday, but that's okay. It's still the same content, evergreen as we say, evergreen. Um, for those listening to EFTM on uh, Tuesday, it is uh, Apple Day tomorrow, a big announcement coming. We previewed all that in Two Bucks Talking Tech last week, and uh, yeah, all the news will be in Two Bucks Talking Tech this week. Uh, new iPhones and all that kind of jazz, um, iPhone SE, very exciting. Um, but yes, all that news will be at EFTM.com, of course. Um, I have got a busy show, a lot of calls to get through, because we've got a kind of two-week worth of backlog, and to those who didn't answer my call, well, bad luck. Um, there was a couple. Um, and not much I can do about that now. Um, but we've got all your calls, um, and I'm going to have a chat today with Luke Todd, who is the boss of EV Direct, which is a company that's been dealing with BYD um, for 10 years or so, doing different business ventures, but they're now in charge of launching the BYD car brand in Australia. And I've got to tell you, I'm excited about it. Super excited, if they can follow through with all their promises and thoughts. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to have uh, have a chat with Luke on the record. We've had many chats uh, off air, um, and uh, in fact, he does confirm in this chat uh, one thing that we chatted about off air, which was um, that they're going to list their car numbers on VFAC. So uh, um, that I think is an important move for uh, for BYD and uh, one that will give them credibility in the motoring space. It means nothing to people who aren't really in the motoring game, but bottom line is VFAX is how we know how many cars were sold of each brand and type. And um, Tesla does not list their cars in the BYD data. Uh, so it's kind of controversial. So we'll see how that goes. But I think it's big. I'm very excited about that. So, yes, that's all to come. Um, we had a great trip in Barcelona. Stig and I didn't go exactly as planned because accreditation for the Formula 1 was... Not an easy thing, so we ended up um, not getting a chat with Daniel, which was fine. That's life. But so we had a great chat with Oscar Piastri, lovely young kid. I've spoken to him before. Uh, that chat is in the EFTM F1 podcast, if you want to have a listen to it. It's also up on YouTube. Um, and then we had uh, just a good time in Barcelona. We drove to France. We were sitting there. We were a bit bummed that things hadn't gone exactly as planned and we're a bit kind of not bored. See, I could sit around for five days on my computer and in bed. I could just do nothing, never leave the apartment apart from to get food. Stig, however, goes out every day and takes photos because it's what he does. And he's always champing at the bit. So chomping at the bit. What is the phrase? Anyway, I said to him on, let's say, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, I said, let's just, you know, I was making, had my, even my cornflakes. And I said, let's go for a drive. We're going to go for a drive. And I looked at the map and I said, let's go to France. So France is like a two-hour drive from Barcelona, the border. So we went to some town just on the inside of France. It was a beautiful, beautiful town. Um, frankly, it looked like a little bit of potential for um, 
uh, muggings. But anyway, we'll not worry about those youth that were run, running around. But we couldn't get into a restaurant because we didn't have an international, sorry, European vaccination certificate. So there's a whole other palaver in terms of being approving uh, a vaccination status in France over and above getting into countries like Spain. Very weird thing, solvable, but not in the one hour we were there. So we got Burger King and we drove back to Spain. Um, it's just what we do. It was a bit of fun. Good little journey, good little road trip. Um, but it was lovely. It was, it was again, a reminder that the world is normal. Um, apart from people wearing masks, it's completely normal over there. In fact, Australia is more, Sydney is more normal than Spain now because we're not wearing masks. Um, getting into the country, flying, all completely cool except for wearing masks, but that's cool. I can deal with that. And I've said it before, now's a great time to travel. If you've got the money to fly somewhere and take your family away, go away. It's beautiful. It's easy to fly, a bit of extra paperwork to tick off before you go, but easy to do and a lovely time to travel. People are very welcoming. So, yeah, I would, I would encourage that if I was you. Uh, good times. Anyway, uh, if you've got a question about tech or cars or lifestyle, go to the website, EFTM.com, and we'll get you on the show. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Susan did that. G'day, Susan. Hi. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, I needed a, um, a wearable device for my husband to monitor his heart rate, but all the um, research I do, it's a kind of like a nightmare out there. Yeah. So I don't need anything with lots of bells and whistles. Um, and I was looking at the Fitbit Charge 4 mm-hmm. and 5. So why do you need this? I, I worry that you need it and rather than, you know, it's just a oh, fun thing. Has your husband got heart issues that you're worried about? or He what? does. Rec- this was recommended by his um, specialist along with other forms of monitoring absolutely um <laughs> yep now i have what you obviously done a bit of research right and you've ended up in the fitbit space can highly recommend pretty much all of the fitbits right they do great yes. um heart rate which is really just you know how's the pulse um yes. which is good for understanding how you know the peaks and troughs of your heart rate during yes. during activity very important however I would say to you that at two sixty nine odd for a you know Fitbit, yes. What sort of phone does your husband have? Um, a Samsung ten. I would, I would challenge you to have a little look at the Samsung Galaxy watches. Okay. Now the reason is, um, the one of them. Oh, geez, off the top of my head, I don't know which one it is. But but have a look at ECG capabilities. Yes. Because it's remarkable that a watch can perform an ECG. Yes. Now. <laughs> You've probably sat with your husband in a doctor's doctor's yes. room where they've done that. Yes. It's a phenomenal thing. Now, it doesn't change the fact that he needs to see a doctor at all the right times and no. all those things. But the alerts that these watches – now, I know specifically Apple watches are well-renowned for this, but a Samsung watch will do the same thing. Okay. Um, their ability to um, give alerts when it notices something different – so, for example, um, there's plenty of stories out there of people wearing Apple Watches or the like, and because the watch is constantly monitoring your um, your blood pressure and different things, blood heart mm. rate and things like that, um, it's it's basically it can send an alert, and you'll get a pop up on the watch saying, um, "We've noticed some unusual activity. Why don't you sit down and perform an ECG, like right now?" And you can then perform that ECG. You can have that PDF file 
take it to your doctor at that moment, you can have a better understanding of it'll actually alert like atrial fibrillation, which I'm not a doctor, but you know, that's the concern is that there's yes. atrial fibrillation and these watches can now detect that. Okay. Honestly, for the extra pro- I mean, I'm not at all suggesting that any of this is going to do anything in terms of diagnosing I don't want to be seen to be no, telling no. you that, that kind of thing. No. But the level of information from something that does have those bells and whistles yes. is remarkable. Okay. And I think that the peace of mind that it may give you, Susan, mm-hmm. um, will be mind-blowing. So the Galaxy Watch 4 yes. and Watch 4 Classic from, yes. um, from Samsung yes. have the ECG capabilities. Awesome. That's what um, I wanted to know. You're talking about 350 bucks for the watch for and a few you know, a few more dollars for the watch active perhaps, but yes. just check online before you buy it that it has the ECG um, and blood pressure monitoring. Yes. It, it's a great watch beside that. Good watch. I um, shall do that, yes. All the other stuff, but you'll get a lot of satisfaction out of the, the, the genuine medically certified health features that exist now on those watches. That's awesome information. Thank you so much. Good on you, Susan, and uh, thanks for reaching out. Good on you. And uh, look, if you've got a question like Susan, I'm happy to help. Um, And I'm not suggesting a Fitbit isn't a great product. Let me be very clear. Great product. But um, the Fitbit that Susan was looking at has heart rate monitoring. It's basically, you know, that, you know, I'm at 78. I'm at 130 because I did a run, you know, those kind of things. Whereas... We've talked about this before, the ECG, the blood oxygen level, all that stuff that exists now within these watches, it's phenomenal. And not to replace going to a doctor, using a doctor in any way, shape or form, but my, the, the alerts that might exist and the, uh, the help that might give uh, them as a family could be huge. So hopefully Susan gets that for her husband and um, it, it gives them, a, uh, I guess, a peace of mind around his health. Trevor Long taking your calls. You got a question? Go to the website eftm.com. G'day, Sam. Yeah, g'day, Trevor. What are you asking, um, Sam? Oh, well, I had an interest in uh, uh, the cat phones with the Fleur thermal imaging. How good is that? Are you in the? Are you a trader? What's what's your, what's your go? Oh, I'm, I'm a builder. Okay, same same deal to me. But that's like <laughs> so for me. I, I thought it was amazing, but I can never see me using it. But my brother-in-law, who's a Sparky, like we have. Um, we have one of those annoying situations many families will resonate with. You put the dishwasher on, you put the washing machine on, then you run the microwave and the fuse goes. Yep. Um, and I said to my brother-in-law, come around, you need to rewire this joint. And he said, but next time it happens, can you take that Fleur camera and take a photo of it, of the switchboard for me? And I'm thinking, yep. yeah, cheers, because I've got that line around. But it's an unbelievable uh, feature in a, in a phone because you can see everything from water leaks to electrical problems, can't you? Well... I can tell you, 20 years ago, I bought a thermal imaging camera that cost 18000 Wow. This wow. thing does better thermal imaging on a phone under a grand. That's <laughs> phenomenal. So do you have one and you're looking at upgrade or have you just been thinking about uh, it recently? I, well, they, they had a model that had thermal imaging, um, laser measuring and clean air detector. And I was I just wondering that was if the, that's… That was the S61, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's a few years old, the thermal imaging cameras nowhere near the quality of the right. S62 Pro, so I was just wondering if they've got a new model coming. So you're saying they went backwards and took out the air monitoring of the S62, but it's in the older one? Yeah. Wow, yeah. isn't that interesting? 
Look, yep. I, I had a look at my my notes from when I heard from the people at Cat. It was around June, so oh, okay. my my guess is they've got a mid year cycle, and that's in Australia. I don't know what their global you know situation is. Um, and I, I look, you'd only assume that there's going to be new features, but it, it's it's actually rare for a company to go and bring back features from something they dropped. Yeah, so, I couldn't work it out either. Well, well. Look, it may well be, and I'm not at all suggesting this, let me be clear, but it could well be that all of the, I guess, testing after the fact showed that it may be, maybe the air pollution monitor didn't work as well as it effectively should. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, I maybe, it, maybe it wasn't detecting at the right levels or something like that, and they decided to drop it until they can make it better okay. or drop it forever because they, they can't fit it into such a small thing. Like the FLIR camera, right? It's amazing yeah. that they've been able to miniaturize that technology to the point it's in a smartphone, right? Thermal the, imaging. But the work camera is great. Maybe the air quality stuff isn't yet at the point that it can be miniaturized that it's perfect. Or mate, maybe they just got no one no one used the use the uh, the feature. Yeah. And my guess is though mid year would be when you're um when you're looking to so how does as a builder, what do you need air pollutant monitoring for? Well, well, that that wasn't the key feature. The FLIR and the and the laser measuring were great, but the air monitoring um, is just to detect solvents and stuff like that. Oh, so, of course, right? Okay, yep. I, actually, does the S sixty two have the laser as well? No, I was going to say because that was in the one one before it as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's annoying. Like, it's, it's, what's even more annoying to me is that you you don't rate the FLIR FLIR quality of the S sixty one. No, so it's not no. like you can go and get one of those. Mate, I've got one downstairs. I'll send it to you, but you don't – like the FLIR is not that good, right? Um, no, the how, FLIR in the S62 Pro is the bee's knees. How does it? How is it different? Is it just remarkably different, is it? Oh, the, the, the image quality, like like I said, I have I actually have a FLIR camera and the image quality on the on the phone mm. is 10, time, 10 times better than the, the actual FLIR camera I have, so – What's um what's the eBay rate going for your Fleur camera that you own? Oh, is it worth anything? <laughs> don't go there. Is there any like is it worth anything now with these things in the market? Oh, oh God knows, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's no there's no return on investment. I was just wondering whether you might be able to sell that and, and buy the new yeah. phone. You never know. Yeah, no. Well, no, mate, I don't think so. I, as soon as I hear about it, I'll talk about it. But um, at this point, yep. I haven't heard from Cat and. Uh, my guess is mid-year, mate. All right. Cheers for that. Get the S62. No worries. Cheers, buddy. Uh, thanks right. for getting in touch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I, that cat phone, when I reviewed it the first time, I thought it was, it was a cool gimmick. But when I did the second one, I remember just the, the, the amount of interest from, you know, the tradie community on it. Um, you, it's just a phenomenal feature that you and I, unless you're a tradie, forget yourself, just exclude yourself from this conversation. You and I can't relate to how how important that is. Like it was, I remember having the first one, and the photos are probably still at the FTM, the S sixty one, and and like taking a photo of my son in his bedroom, and going, he'll never be able to, you know, the old uh, prison trick of putting pillows in the bed so that you you know you think the prison's there. A teenager skipping out on on his bedroom, jumping out the window, he can't put pillows there because I can use a thermal imaging camera to work out whether he's in there. Um, that was as cool as I thought it could be. But for tradies, I, I saw a video, I reckon it was probably on TikTok, of a guy using a thermal imaging camera, not a, not a smartphone, and he was looking at uh, a home that had been listed for sale. 
So he walks in and he goes, let's have a look at how well these flippers did. And I thought, what do you mean? So he, he's a guy that kind of doesn't pull apart, but he, he checks the work of people who basically turn around homes quickly. So you, you know, think about your, your people who buy a cheap home and just you know, give it a lick of paint and then move on. Now, if you put a new bathroom in, that's great, but did you do it right? Did you get the water membrane? Did you get the waterproofing done and all that kind of stuff? Because if you didn't, and this guy, he goes, look, there's the bathroom over there. I'm going to walk around in the lounge room. And then he got out the camera or the, the thermal imaging thing and he showed that there was clearly a water link leak under the floor. And it was, it was uh, amazing. In fact, I'm going to go downstairs right now and charge this phone up because we've had this interesting thing in our home with all this crazy rain. Now, there's a, there's a wall in our kitchen dining that always gets damp. And I always think, well, how does, what, how does that work? You're on a concrete foundation. Is the damp really coming up through there? I don't know. It's not wet. It's damp. Um, like the chip rock is, it's hard, but it's wet on the front. And there's now another patch that's like that. And it's just this, this overwhelming rain. Is it, is it really that moist? But I was talking to someone about dehumidifiers and, and mould at the moment. And apparently it's the damp in the air that's, you know, sticking to the walls and things. But here's the other thing. We had a, a leak near my wife's desk at home. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird, but we've got this really crappy old bay window we've got to get replaced. So we assumed it came in, but then we realised there was no water from the wall to the to the leak. It was just like there was a drip. Looked up at the ceiling, nothing there. And I'm pretty confident that this leak is through the bay window and down onto the foundation, and therefore it's kind of on the concrete slab and the hardwood floors that are floating floors, it's actually then seeped up through it. So I'm going to take the cat phone home. And I'm going to test that theory by seeing whether I can see a difference in what's in the floor. That's very cool. It could be very expensive. Pray for me. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. I'm using new headphones and everything sounds better. It's very cool, but I can't tell you anything about them for another couple of weeks. Tom's on the line. G'day, Tom. G'day, Trevor. How are you, mate? You sound great, mate. Let me tell you, the headphones I'm using, you sound great. What can I do for you? Just wondering on those um, Galaxy um, Galaxy Z3 folding phones. Oh, yeah. Um, I know the battery life isn't as great, but uh, in regards to usability and worth switching from Apple, I just don't know. Oh, big call. Big mm. call. Let's get Gary McGregor on the line from Samsung. I bet you he could convince you real quick. Um, okay. Look, I think that... It all depends what you do, right? So what do you yep. do? What are you on your phone doing? Because if I, if I say, what am I doing on my phone? Mate, I open my phone. I flick through emails. I flick through social media. I take photos. Uh, mm. And I read a bit of this and that. Yep. Um, I don't really create content on my phone. I might write yep. lists, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Uh, so what do you do on your phone? Well, pretty much what you do. Um, you know, each, each, I suppose some days vary, but majority of the time, you know, emails and and just check social media and uh, and just maybe just have a browse. Um, that's the majority of the time. But uh, you know, battery, have you physically suppose, held one? Have you seen someone with one? I've seen them. I've I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen someone with them as well, and they like them. Everything else is just the thing that's got me. Just the battery life's just you know seven seven hours and fifty minutes or something like that. It's a bit short for my liking, and I'm just not sure. Well, where do you? So battery life's a funny thing. Because mm. I would argue today that if Apple halved the battery life of their phone, mm-hmm. I wouldn't notice. Really? Because okay. I, I'm in the car, I'm charging. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I'm plugged in and I'm charging. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, 
when I'm when I go to bed, it's charged. During yep. the day, I'm sitting yep. at my desk. I've got a nice little charger here. I sit it there. You know, so I actually think that the worst case scenario, yep. the battery's worse than what you're expecting, right? You always yep. go in with the worst case scenario, which is where you're at, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you spend your day? Do you sit at a desk? Are you a, a, a out and about kind of person? What's no, your no, life look, like? I sit at the desk. I don't have a charger with me because I know my my, my current iPhone would would last the day. And that's so that's the, the only thing I'd say to you is you know right now you don't need a charger at your desk, right? So you don't bother. Correct. So mate, right. get a charger. Okay. Do you know what All I mean? Right. Like to yeah. to forego the phone because of that one thing, I think is mm. is not a good reason. I okay. don't think the battery life on it is great. But mm-hmm. it's not a reason not to get it. It's a beautiful okay. phone. Um, it is. The only thing I'd say to you, and I, again, it's my constant complaint about the phone, is it's big. It's bulky. Like, it where, bulky. Where, where do you carry your phone? Because mine's in my pocket, in my left hand front pocket. And I yeah, yes. rarely notice it. And I don't, but by the way, I don't use the big iPhone. I use the iPhone Pro. I don't use the oh, Pro okay. Max. So right. I, I'm like, <laughs> the iPhone Pro Max is too big for me. Well, but, I use a Pro Max. The Samsung great. is a fatter phone. It, right. it, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a thicker phone in your pocket. Um, right. okay. So you'll notice that. I think you'll notice mm-hmm. that. And right. also, I <laughs> I think about the price of it, and I think to myself, just it's, I want to be so precious with it <laughs> because it's, I know I know. You know what what I mean? about getting a second hand one? Like you know, someone just you know use it and selling it. You know, it's within twelve months. That you get a reasonable phone for that, surely. Oh, look! If you, you can find, I would argue. The mm. benefit of the Fold 3 over the Fold 2, for example, yep. um, is actually minimal for the average right. user. Because you're talking, I think mm-hmm. they introduced some really nice, um, you know, waterproofing features and, yep. and those kind of things. But yep. in terms of discovering whether it's the right device for you, if you could yep. pick up someone's Fold 2 that's in good nick mm-hmm. and you're willing to kind of use that as a loss leader, right? Let's say you could get one of those. For I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it couldn't be that expensive because a a brand new Fold Three. What are they running for now? About twenty four hundred, but you get it for twenty one. Okay, so it would be mad for someone to mm. think that. Well, I'm going to type in eBay right now: Samsung Galaxy mm. Fold Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like the story of um, there's a new tag Hoya connected watch coming out, right? Right, it comes out in a couple of days, three thousand two hundred dollars, and right. I've got last year's model. Mm-hmm. They're offering a six hundred dollar trade in. Wow! I went. I'm putting it on eBay. Mm. I put it on eBay, and I mm. got one thousand three hundred dollars mm. for it. Yes, because exactly. someone wants it. Someone's mm-hmm. not willing to pay three grand for a new one. Yeah, but they're willing to pay thirteen hundred for last year's model. Yes. Um So I would suggest I'm looking at it right now. Samsung Galaxy Fold Two Mystic Bronze Unlocked, eight hundred bucks. No bids. Mm. Four days yeah. left. So they look. They're they're hoping to get more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone selling one for one thousand and ninety nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, buy it now. So that's mm-hmm. that tells you broadly that the price is around eleven hundred dollars. Yeah. If you're prepared to spend eleven hundred, mm-hmm. knowing that you're never going to get that eleven hundred back, but yep. knowing that in five months from now there's going to be mm-hmm. a Galaxy Fold Four, mm-hmm. then at that point, go into a contract and whatever it is, or buy it outright, whatever you can do. But yeah. you can use this $1,000 as a nice little check investment. You might get 500 mm-hmm. back in a few months if you don't like it. Okay. Um, and 
Otherwise, it's a nice thing to hold on to. But you've, you've still got your, your iPhone, don't you? So if you don't I like do, it, yes. you can go back to that. You'll probably exactly. find someone to sell it to if you don't like the Galaxy Fold. So I would do that. I would buy the Galaxy Fold 2, Yep. obviously, assuming you can afford to do these crazy things, um, to see if you enjoy it and like it. Um, yep. Remembering that there is so much to that device over mm-hmm. and above the fact that it folds open. Okay? Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. I want you to read about Samsung DeX, D-E-X. It's right. the best thing Samsung has going for it. That phone mm-hmm. is a laptop. You okay. plug that phone into a monitor using mm-hmm. USB-C, mm-hmm. pair, a, pair a keyboard and a mouse via Bluetooth, and you've yep. got a computer. Oh, wow. You do not need to carry a, a laptop. Okay. You've got a computer in your, in your pocket. And that's the two, is it? The t- it, goes, mate, it goes back to the Samsung Galaxy t- 10. Like, That's right. I never knew that. Yeah, mate. Honestly, sleeper feature. You 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 learn how yeah. to use that, and you show your mm-hmm. mate who's got a Galaxy Fold, he'll be blown away. Okay. So, mate, I think we've agreed. You're gonna you're gonna be a crash test dummy. You're gonna spend a thousand bucks odd. Yep. You're gonna buy a Galaxy Fold two and find out whether you really love it. And remember, yep. the Fold two. I'm trying to remember. Does it have? How big's the screen on the front? They did fix that, yeah. So the fold, yeah. original fold, had a tiny little screen. Mm-hmm. The second fold had a big screen on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, the third fold is very, very similar to the two, but it's got some tweaks to the mechanism and the waterproofing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which does make it okay. better for sure. Under screen yep. camera too. Yeah. Uh, on the fold three, stuff like that. But oh, yep. mate, yeah, I think you'll, right. I think you'll love it. And, and okay. I don't think you'll have a problem moving from the Apple to the Samsung ecosystem at all. That'd be great. Well, you're the man to know, so I take your word for it, mate. All right, buddy. Good luck. Let me know how you go. I will. Thanks, Trev. Cheers. And uh, if you've got a question like Tom, just go to the website, eftm.com. Happy to help. Um, happy to spend your money for you, as is evident by Tom's call. You're listening to the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long. Happy to take your calls, EFTM.com. Wayne's been there. G'day, Wayne. How you going, Trevor? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? I just want to know about this, um, the 803, going, the BYD uh, test drive, where you can go for a test drive and that kind of thing and have a look at this vehicle. So right now there's only left-hand drive versions in Australia. Okay, um, yeah. And my guess is I'm actually going to talk to the boss of EV Direct in Australia any moment now, and I'll ask him the same question. But my guess is you can't test drive them. Um, okay. Uh, you can go and see them. They've, in Sydney, they've got a showroom in Surrey Hills. Um, okay, okay. I think it's on William Street. Um, so I think that they're allowing you to you know, look at the cars and all that kind of stuff. They may or may not take you for a drive so that you can feel it, but I don't know that you'll be able to drive it yourself. When the right-hand drive models come to Australia, which I think will be more like late May – They'll, mate, yeah. there'll be plenty of them to test drive. I've got no doubt it down at the at that experience store down there, but not yet. But worth having a look, mate. Just take a weekend trip down there and have a look at them. I reckon. Yeah, well, I'm um I'm actually in St Peter's in Sydney at the moment, and so it's not far from Surrey Hills, and I live in Campbelltown. Yeah, right. But I I read that um I went on the BYD website, and I'd seen something about them being manufactured in a place at uh, Hoxton Park. No, so in the future, BYD, the cars are coming off a massive factory production line in China. Full stop. Okay, yep. But what they're doing is they're investing this huge amount in in EVs generally in Australia, and there's EV buses and EV um, uh, vans and things. There, there will be some manufacturing. I think it's the beat buses they're going to manufacture out in um, in Hoxton Park. So they're building a facility, but it's not, um, but it's not for the cars. No. 
Okay, all right. But don't no let problem. that worry, mate. You buy a Tesla, it's made in China. So, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not concerned about. Actually, wasn't concerned about being made in China. That didn't faze me at all. I just wanted to have a look at the vehicles. Um, mate, go and have yeah. a look without the drive, and I reckon, like me, you'll be blown away with how nice it is. It's very hard to put aside the fact that they've, they've it's Chinese at this point because yeah. even the infotainment system's all in Chinese and stuff. But if you can right, look, yeah. if you can look past that for now and appreciate that they're building an you know an Aussie version, uh, yep. mate, I'm I'm. I've I've not been this excited about a car for a very long time. I really am. Yeah, because I um yeah because I actually heard the you speak to um uh, Luke Boner about it ah, yep. a couple of weeks ago, and then I actually went on the website and had a look at BYD electric cars and that, and read up a little bit about it. And I just thought I'd I'd email you and ask you what's you know what what can I see it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, mate. Well, I reckon go and have a look at it. I think you'll yep. I think you'll like the look of it. I think it's a good looking car, fresh design, all that kind of stuff. And then later in the year, you get a, get a drive and you'll be blown away. Yeah. And and to be quite honest, the price for it is quite reasonable as well. Like, it's not mate, expensive at all. Mate, this so is uh, the the mid-size one they got right now, like 43 grand or 44 grand. That's a great yeah. price. Plus, you get the deduction from the government. But there's, yes, there's an even smaller one coming later in the year. So, mate, super, oh, okay. super aggressive pricing. I... I if they let me be very clear, if they can follow through with everything they're promising right now, which is the big challenge, right? It's a brand new yep. company in Australia. If yep. they can follow through, through they will smash the market. They will absolutely blitz it. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's um because I'm actually really interested in it. So I will get out good, there good. and have a look and right. see what it's all about, and maybe they can explain a little bit more to me over there as well when I have a look at it. Well, mate, download this very podcast and um, yep. and hopefully. Uh, shortly, I'm about to speak to the boss of EV Direct in Australia and answer some of those questions for you and get get all the details. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. No Good problem. on you, mate. Thanks, Thanks Wayne. Much, Trevor. You have a great day. Cheers, Wayne. You too. And, uh, yeah, if you've got a, a question like Wayne, go to the website. But, you know, it's a bit meta, isn't it? Hey, Wayne, thanks for being on the show. Now go and listen to the show, and hopefully the bloke will be on to answer your questions. It's a bit weird. Um, anyway, it's what we do. <laughs> Well, I told Wayne I was going to chat to the man behind BYD in Australia, and I'm a man of my word, and uh, he's on the line. Luke Todd is, I guess, um, he's the the, for, the the forefather of BYD in Australia, but his business is EV Direct, um, and is essentially distributing the, the BYD brand in Australia. Luke Todd's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Um, well, Trevor, g'day. Thank you for having me. How do you describe the, the, the business relationship? Because, uh, you know, essentially you're not BYD, uh, you're an importer, you're a distributor. How do you describe that to people? I think we have multi-level uh, relationship with BYD. So not only do we work with um, BYD at a development level, um, but we also are the official distributor for Australia and New Zealand for BYD. And having worked with BYD on a few projects over almost a decade now, um, we work very collaboratively and we um, we extend the, I guess, the, the, the mammoth company that is BYD into uh, a manner into the Australian public um, that is most suitable. It's massive deal really, isn't it? Because BYD is huge, like enormous, second biggest electric car maker in the world. And frankly, it's only the last couple of years where Tesla's um, outpaced them. And that's only because, let's be clear, Tesla has expanded their production facilities outside of America. So one of the funny things I've had conversations with people over the last couple of weeks, and you, you may also get these, is BYD, what's that? And you go, oh, it's, a, it's a big company. Um, where are they made? China. Oh. And then I go, you know, every Tesla Model 3 sold in Australia is made in China. It's like there's this real weird misnomer, isn't it? But um, it is a, it's a challenge that you need to 
uh, overcome about the brand? I think it is at the moment, but the reality is that um, the automotive industry, the centre for excellence automotive um, electric vehicles is moving or has moved uh, away from traditional areas such as Europe and America to mm. Asia and uh, southern China is now the epicentre of, of where the best technology is coming from. That's companies such as BYD, Tesla, Volvo and many others. Um, so when you think of what is the best technology now as far as electric vehicles, it is uh, it is southern China and that's where BYD are headquartered. But BYD equally is a global company. They've um, I think uh, off the top of my head, 36 um, plants around the world, um, but, but headquartered out of, out of Shenzhen, China. One of the technologies that I think um, is challenging to cover, but it's important to just differentiate, is the battery. This is a company that's battery technology is quite advanced, and it's not just about the you know, range they're able to extract, but it's also about the safety of the battery too. And that's a that blade battery technology, which I think is smart that even in your on the website, it, it kind of says it's blade battery. Um, what's your elevator pitch on the battery technology that BYD brings to the motor, motoring game? So we could talk all day about the blade battery, but I'll, I'll try and summarise it as simply as possible. Um, for as, as far as quality and experience for, the, for those that aren't aware of BYD. BYD has been a battery manufacturer for more than 25 years. Mm. They're the fourth largest battery company in the world and they have around 20% of mobile phone um, battery market globally. So one in every five phones has a BYD battery in it. Mm. Um, so at the heart of their company, they're they are a battery um battery company and over the years they've evolved into many other other areas and they're now heavily focused on the automotive industry so you've got this car company that is building um the cutting edge latest technology but they've got 25 years history in building the best batteries as well so that's what positions byd to come up with products such as the byd blade battery and in really simple terms it is a ultra safe um it's a battery that can be produced in extremely high volumes at a very competitive price. And what I love uh, as one of the key features is it uses less raw materials from the earth. So there's no mm. nickel or cobalt. So it's actually a cleaner battery than what we'll see in any of the other competitors' products. And it has a higher recycling capability at its end of life as well. And then, as we mentioned, the safety element, that is probably the most important. It is uh, independently tested time and time again from external parties as the safest um, lithium battery on the, on the market as far as um, automotive uh, batteries. Now, let's talk about the Addo 3. So firstly, where would the name Addo come from? Uh, how, did you come up with that or, or did, did, did someone else? I was a contributing part, partly <laughs> uh, to the Addo, Addo name. Um, with the international expansion of BYD, um, obviously, a lot of the historical names of, of cars for BYD were, were um, uh, centred around uh, Chinese dynasties, Han and, and uh-huh. Tang and so on. And with BYD, we've been talking for some time that as they expand globally, we need to have names that resonate. And in simple terms, the word Atto, it actually has a really strong meaning. It is, uh, in mathematics world, it is the uh, finest point of measurement that is possible. So it actually means in in um, in design terms um, that BYD measures everything and their precision in manufacturing. Uh, just like Swiss 
Swiss, uh, um, Switzerland's known for extreme, extremely precise uh, watchmaking. Mm-hmm. The the word Atto relates to extremely precise electric vehicle manufacturing, and we wanted to tie that back to the BYD brand. So that's why the word Atto is used, and then we've got um, numbers coming off the word Atto, such as Atto 3, and then some of the other models will be known as Atto 4, Atto 2, etc. So the Atto 3 uh, starts at 443 um, It like, it's an impressive price to start at because this is not your smallest car. I was, I actually was touch confused at the start. I thought this was the smallest car and therefore the price actually disappointed me. But now I realise that this is the kind of uh, kind of small to mid SUV at 44.3, very competitive pricing. What's the reaction been from the market? Um, because I've got a lot of emails about it just talking about it on the radio. So I'm assuming you've had a, a great response online. Uh, it's it's been extremely reassuring. So we've always known how good the product is going to be, and mm. and and that it would be extremely well received. But the number of orders that we've actually received with people putting down deposits and readying themselves for delivery in July has been outstanding. We're comfortably now the second highest selling EV brand in Australia, and so you've had more than fifteen hundred orders then. Around that is is the number. I can't obviously give out the exact number until we um, start delivering and 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 show our actual actual numbers on VFAX. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's getting close to the number that that we're at already. Because it's and a funny thing, isn't it? The the getting um, getting status in this market is not hard uh, if you can sell cars. Um, I had this argument with someone recently about the Kia and Hyundai's of the world. Beautiful cars heavily priced and you know i'm not a massive fan of the price versus size and whatnot but you know when you're only when you're only offering 250 to 500 cars it becomes this um i don't know it it, i just don't see the point of of making a big claim about being in the ev space when you're not able to deliver that many cars tesla delivered twelve thousand cars last year mg i think it was 15 odd hundred and everyone else in uh, below them is you know three three digit numbers you have the potential, Luke, do you not, to essentially outstrip everyone very quickly if the demand is there through production? Yes. So a couple of points I want to make on, on this this because it's really, really important, and, and you're right. If you're just bringing 500 cars to the market, that that's a bit of a, a token effort. Obviously, we love to see as many electric vehicles from, from us or other brands on the market as possible because that's, that's doing good for communities and, and it's heading in the right direction. Mm. But we've had this project underway for many years and we invested a significant amount of money into our own production lines in the mega factories inside BYD. So what we have is our own right-hand drive production lines for the Australian and New Zealand markets, which gives us the capability to produce 15,000 model units per model. So for the Atto 3, in every calendar year, we can make 15,000 units and if we need to, we can even increase that even higher. So the other key point is we're, we're actually entering the EV market, of course. That's what we have. We have, have electric vehicles. But our ambition, and there's no reason why this is not achievable given the price point and that it's far cheaper now to buy an Atto 3 compared to a petrol vehicle at the same price, um, that in our view, we're actually taking on the mainstream automotive industry. Mm. So we're not just competing against other EVs. We're actually competing against price, like-for-like like price point vehicles. And um, the numbers show that if you buy a vehicle, at, let's say 44000 as a round number, 
versus a petrol vehicle at 44,000 across an eight-year period by driving an Atto 3, uh, that that customer or consumer or driver will be saving roughly $17,000 compared to its petrol um, uh, variant. Now, look, I I appreciate those numbers, but I do feel like, and I've, I've been quite strong about this, to me it's all about the upfront price. It's all well and good that we can save money in the ongoing, but people want to spend people have a certain budget to spend and it's like i've got when i when we were buying a new family car um, i looked i asked my accountant and my and the finance i'm like i can't afford more than a thousand dollars a month so the the max i could spend was like 60 grand how how much how much let me ask how much do you think is the average spend on petrol that you or or any of you your friends or colleagues would, would be spending every every oh, week. I think that it's 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 probably averages to 80, 80 bucks. Okay, well let's look at it this way. We we have created a company called EV Direct Finance. We've got a great partnership, and we've been able to raise a half a billion dollars to assist Australian consumers to get into an EV as quickly as possible. Yeah. So our our payment rates and the interest rate is extremely low. It's as low as 3.81%. So what? think of it backwards. We can provide you a car for $0 up front. The, the repayments over a five-year term will be sub $200 a week. Mm. So if you take off that $80 that you're spending on fuel, yeah. you can hop into the latest technology, cutting-edge EV in Australia, being the 803, and it will be a net outcome of around $120 a week. Yeah. And then when it, when you overlay all of the maintenance savings that you'll make, you're just protecting yourself against fuel prices and you're saving money from day one. And that's why we're, we're so focused on not only bringing the best product but being able to offer this great finance package where people, $0 up front, can have an, uh, an Atto 3 in their driveway and saving money from day one. So you don't need to look at a petrol pump ever again. And and you mentioned, you know, actually taking on the motoring industry. Um, you know, the sales numbers for, for Toyota are massive. You know, they're selling 20,000 cars a, a month. Uh, Kia, I think, you know, five or six. I'm going to do the same. But the fascinating one is MG. And I, I bring MG up because they're also, you know, a Chinese uh, new entrant into the motoring market. But they have one advantage over you, and that is brand recognition. I think that 90% of people who own an MG think it's an MG of old and don't realise it's just a completely different company. Um, and they're, they're, they've achieved their status in the motoring space in Australia because of price, quite simply because of price. And this is where all the other companies are likely to look over their shoulders shortly and go, oh, maybe we are pricing ourselves out of the market, which is where you come in. You, you've, you're coming on price, you're coming on technology, you really just got to build the brand. So you mentioned the production line and, you know, 15,000 cars. Is that per model or is that a, a cap? Model. Model? So when no, you when model. you have an Addo, let's call it an Addo 2, an Addo 3 and an Addo 4, uh, are you telling me that you, you could be having, you know, three, 4,000 sales a month if the demand is there? We, we will have eight models by mid-2024. So that means uh, eight times 15,000 per annum. Sorry, quick maths, I can't do that. Um, but that's that's our production capability. So, yes, we are taking on the mainstream automotive industry. That's 120,000 cars a year. Thank you. And obviously, that obviously on that one. that's 10,000 cars a month. That puts you as the number two um, motoring um, organisation in the country. 
Exactly. If you can pull it off, which is huge. Now, let me ask you this. Um, you, you and I, I've, I've known you for about a year or a bit now when I first drove the, the hand, the left-hand drive model of the larger sedan, beautiful car. Um, and, you know, back then you were just as excited and pa- passionate and positive as you are today. Um, I, I do wonder, though, whether or not the rest of the motoring industry sees you as a legitimate contender yet. Do you feel like you've got a lot of work to do? I think any entrant into the market has a lot of work to do um, and, and and so yes is the answer. Um, what we have though with our product is the ability once people touch, feel, see the vehicle and also I should note um, our recent announcement that we're in discussions to progress to expand our retail interface with Eagers Automotive which is the largest dealership group in the country. So more and more Australians will have the chance to touch and feel vehicles um, in the coming months through through that relationship. So they're a dealership so, uh, um, group, are they? Yeah, so Eagers Automotive is a dealership group, national company, the biggest dealership group in, in, in Australia. Wow, okay. We, See, I'll, I'll we, be honest with you. I, I saw that announcement. I thought I didn't know who they were. I thought they must have been a parts mob or somewhere around. But now I'm looking at their website going, Oh, right, they've just got Toyota, they've got Volkswagen, they've got a bunch of dealerships everywhere. So you see that as being um, you know, a front-of-house way to, for people to experience the cars at some point, hopefully. Yeah, so I think we, we've got a very sophisticated manner in which we manufacture vehicles. As I said, we invest in our own uh, manufacturing uh, production lines in BYD facilities, mm. and then we've got a, a very sophisticated way of bringing the vehicles to the country at a very economical price with mm. uh, with our a streamlined logistics process, and now we are in the process of partnering up with Australia's largest dealership group. What that enables us to do is to bring the BYD brand to the forefront. So whilst people, not many people know the BYD brand now, within a handful of months, three, four, five months, the BYD brand will be prominent right across Australia, mm-hmm. and then we have the production capability to back it up. So we think we've got all the, the right ingredients to enable Australians to understand how good this this brand actually is. And, and we often say BYD is the biggest brand in the world that nobody's heard of. <laughs> but but soon enough that will be different. Well, what and what's the what's the risk? What what are the risks that sit the, that sit in front of you today for firstly the Auto three in terms of um, you know following through on those deliveries? And secondly on that, you know, eight car, eight models what are the risks that you don't achieve that? What, what's stopping you? Because those are big claims and that's why I worry that you make those big claims and you've got to be able to follow through with them. Well, so far we've been able to follow through. Um, there was a slight delay on, on, excuse me, on which vehicle we brought to the market first and, mm-hmm. and that's where there was a little bit of confusion early on in regards to the EA1 or the Dolphin being the first product to market. But yep. we opted to bring in the Atto 3, which is a larger vehicle and we believe that that had a wider audience and hence why mm-hmm. we brought that forward in front of the EA1. But in regards to everything else that we've said we were going to do uh, under the EV Direct banner, uh, we've delivered delivered on. And I think the risks constantly, like in any business, uh, and we, we need to manage our risks, the reality is at the moment we've received a significant amount of, uh, amount of orders. We'll execute on that commencing first first week of July as far as deliveries. And I think like any company, as we scale up, we do have extremely um, bold um, 
aspects of, of the scale-up process, mm. but we've got the right partners around us. So if you're, pre- all- if you're prepared, to, I don't know how it works financially, but if you're prepared to build the cars and get them to Australia, you have the advantage of supply that nearly every other car company is currently struggling with, I'm assuming. So by the end of this year, if you were to make you know, 1,500 cars a month for six months and just bring them to Australia and put them in dealerships, let alone just in a warehouse waiting to be sold and people can pick up a car you know, a week after ordering it, that's, that's a massive advantage in 2022. It's a massive advantage, and when we talk about risk and execution, we have already placed our first three months of orders with BYD. So we've already got BYD commencing the build process for deliveries in July, August, and September. Yeah. So that is us getting ahead of the ahead of the game and making sure that our demand requirements we are able to to meet. So we don't want people ordering and then having to wait a significant amount of time for their vehicle, um, but Hence, while we've we've already um, what are we now? We're in March. We've already put in our, our first three months of, of delivery manufacturing, which will then come into the country. Uh, roughly fifteen hundred units every every or around fourteen hundred units every month. It's exciting. Um, the website is evdirect.com.au. There is a a kind of a pop up store in Sydney for people people can go. I just had a question from uh, I think it was Wayne asking me where can I go and see it and drive it. I'm assuming you're not not doing test drives in the left hand drives, but what, what can now people we, experience today? We commence test drives on mass in June uh, of this year. Mm-hmm. But what, what we have now, we've got a full experience centre. So a three-storey facility in Darlinghurst, Sydney, corner of Riley and William Street. And that will be the first of many of the retail experiences um, that we'll have right across the country uh, with us and, and with our relationship with Eagers. Uh, Eager or, or Automotive, but right now anybody that's in the city region can come and visit us at uh, Darlinghurst. Um, hours of opening are on our website, evdirect.com.au, and you can touch and feel the um, Addo 3 for, for uh, in person. It's a stunning looking car. I am very much looking forward to driving it, and um, I think I think you've got a massive winner on your hand. I genuinely do, and I I'm excited for you on that basis. And I hopefully you can prove a lot of haters wrong over the months, weeks, and years ahead, Luke. Well, it's not just me. We have a whole whole team, and and uh, we have the as I mentioned, we've got the Eagles Automotive Group. Uh, that we're working with to come on as partners. We have a very great relationship with My Car, Tire and Auto, which gives us na- national coverage. So for logbook servicing right across across the country, that can be done through My Car. And we we have the full support of the BYD Global International Company. So yes, we are very ambitious, but we have the the, the quality product and the production to back up all of, all of the uh, all of the things we, we wish to do and, and bring high quality um, vehicles to Australia at very, very competitive prices. Bring it on. Uh, good luck, Luke. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Trevor. Just quickly to reflect on that. Um, is it just me or do you not get excited? I mean, Luke's an interesting bloke. His, uh, his delivery is, is very reserved but the plans the excitement the strategy that mate it's ticking every box it really is and it's funny because this eagers automotive thing i got a press release about it didn't mean anything to me because eagers automotive means nothing but you scroll through their website this is a company that has like nearly every brand they got 
Holden, Honda, Kia, Jeep, Jaguar, uh, Bentley, BMW, Porsche, MG, Renault, Skoda. They've got every style of brand all across the country. This is a company that knows how to sell cars, which is what I'm saying to Luke. Like, you bring those cars in, put them somewhere to be sold, and they will be sold because it's hard to buy a car right now. Oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to overstate it, but I genuinely think that in two years from now we'll look back and go, "Wow, where did that come from?" And every other car company, and I have the greatest respect for. You know, all the companies, Audi, BMW, Hyundai, Kia, who are making electric cars. But Hyundai and Kia are making electric cars that are more expensive than any petrol car they they sell. They're the most expensive cars they sell. It doesn't play to their market. So it's good to introduce them to a new market. But, mate, people just want an electric car, can't afford a Tesla, and wouldn't bother buying anything else. So wait till there's a, you know, 35, I didn't ask Luke about it, but the, that doll for money refers to, which would be the Auto 1 or 2, I assume, that's going to be a, my guess, 33 and $36,000 car. Now, I don't know about you, but when you finance that, that's going to be the cost of petrol, plus a tiny bit. Very interesting company. I'm genuinely excited about it. And I think the motoring world, and I've read some tweets and, and whatnots from different motoring people, people in the motoring game. See, they don't like it because it doesn't adhere to the standard practice, which is, okay, here's how a car is launched in Australia. I've got a new car. company brings in 10 of them, and they test them, they get them working, and then they make them available over two days, three days, four days at a really cool location. So I'm flying to Noosa in two weeks to drive a Porsche, right? They're gonna, I'm assuming across the week they're going to fly 30, 50 journeys, I don't know. And we're all going to get to drive this car for a few hours, thrash it around, whatever. And those cars are then, you know, become, I don't know, dealer demos or something. Uh, or they become part of what's called a press fleet. And so, uh, you know, Kia had all these EV6s driving around at the, at the what's it called? Uh, Australian Open. They were shuttling players. And then they became demo cars at dealers and press cars. So now there's a press car you can drive. It's a Kia EV6. I, I haven't asked Kia to drive that car because there's no point. You can't buy it. There's five or six hundred of them being sold over the next two years. What's the point of writing about that? It's it's more it's more useful to write about a Porsche Taycan, which can be ordered and delivered at your whim, obviously if you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you've got a hundred grand and you want to buy a Kia EV6, you can't, not for two years. So the motoring industry want BYD to bring ten cars to the country to give them a bloody lavish lunch and a night away and to drive these cars around a a dedicated circuit. My advice to Luke, and I'll tell him this privately, is just bring the cars in and make them available to people who want to drive them for a week. And that's the way it works in in the press game. The motoring industry don't see them as a genuine contender and they don't see them as being real yet. I think they're going to be surprised. But I could be wrong. I haven't genuinely seen the quality of a mass-produced version. Maybe the one I've seen has been over-tweaked, over but the quality of it looked exceptional to me. I think it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Bring it on. Taking your calls, we've got a question. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Michael. 
Hello, Trevor. Thank you for taking my phone call. What can I do for you, buddy? Well, uh, I've got a friend of mine who is with a telephone carrier, and if I can name it, it's called Optus. Yep. She has a son who's on the spectrum, not that Mm -hmm. that makes much of a difference, but she's got him on a mobile phone plan of 39 whatever per month. The last month she got a bill uh, that was $100, so it's a postpaid plan. And the only thing on the bill, notice there's one day 99 numbers at 60 cents each. She goes online to to the online account but can't get any details of that. I'm just thinking that it might be one of those premium services that automatically that they do. I mean, he hasn't got a a bank card or any sort of credit thing where he can put in details, but I'm just wondering, is there any way of um, banning his phone number from accessing those premium ones? All the big telcos have done some work in this space, Michael, so I think you're going to be in luck. Um, right. Now, first thing you can do is actually just call Optus and talk to them about it. But assuming she's a little bit savvy, um, in the, I believe in the My Optus app, you can turn off premium services. Um, okay. So I would have her install the My Optus app probably on her phone. Um, oh, so she can do it from her phone I, onto his I, account? I, I would think so. So what you, any of these okay. apps with the telcos, the login yep. is kind of your mobile number and the password. Now, she'll need his phone. So when he's in bed, grab his phone. Yep. Sign up to my Optus. It'll need to, you know, send you a text message and all that kind of yep. stuff to get it working. Yes. Maybe you can be around there for dinner one night. Send him off to watch TV and you can do all this, right? <laughs> um, and then once you've got the my Optus app, I believe there's things you can turn on and off in there. I haven't done it as an Optus customer, but no. that's my understanding. And I believe premium SMS or premium services is what you can turn off. All right. Well, I've got you there. I mean, it, I'm only assuming that it's premium services. Yes. Is there also a way of turning off so that he can't inadvertently send international SMSs or phone I, calls? I, I believe there is. Now, okay. here's, here's my, my, my other point is, um, yep. honestly, even if there, if there is, great, turn it off. If there's not, yep. I, I would recommend to her that she changes telcos. <laughs> um, because I'm, you know, find out how much data the young fella's using, but it's probably not a lot. Nah, bugger, bugger all. Sorry. But if you sorry would, if, I don't know, that's I've said a lot worse. Um, <laughs> if you were to switch to Kogan Mobile, for example, right. you pay you pay one hundred and fifty dollars for twelve months. Okay. So you pay up less, you, than, less than forty dollars a month. Exactly, mate. You pay in advance one hundred and fifty, which works out to be twelve dollars thirty every month. Okay. So it's it's a huge cost saving. I've just bought um, the SIM cards, the Kogan Mobile. So you go to Kogan and you you buy yep. a SIM. They send it to you. It's like two bucks for the yes. SIM or five bucks for the SIM card. So I've just had two cards delivered to me because I'm going to switch my wife who's on a uh, $45 plan at Vodafone and my son who's on a $35 plan at Vodafone. I'm going to switch them. My son, I'm going to pay $270 up front. He's going to get 250 gigabytes of data. I mean right. that's mate, that's yep. twenty that's, gig a month, yep. And I'm going to pay twenty two bucks a month on average. All right, that's that sounds good. Just one other sort of deviant uh, deviant question. Yeah, she's currently using um, Optus for her NBN yep. um, as well, so it shouldn't impact that if she takes the mobile component away from Optus. Worst case scenario, they've done some bundling, and right. there's like a ten dollar saving. 
you, mate, you're uh, saving more than 10 anyway. More than that. Okay. All so, right. See no, what I mean? So just yeah. the thing to do in these situations is to write down all of your telco expenses. So what am I paying for NBN? What am I paying for my mobile, yep. in her case, yep. and her son's yep. mobile, and, and add them up. And then if you were to leave Optus, for, she's probably with Optus herself on a mobile. Yes, yeah, she, I would imagine so, she, yes. She could save the same, right? She could yep. She could also switch to Kogan and save huge money. So the, the money okay. saved there um, might be a big difference to what she's going to pay in addition on the Optus MBN plan. But by the way, also, there's also other telcos you can buy. Yeah, sure. So... Um, but start with the MyOptus app, see if you can block those premium services and what else you can block, and then okay. and then work towards maybe helping her save some other money as well. Yeah, well, because like I said, it didn't appear when she logged on to the internet to her account, but possibly, as you suggested, the MyOptus app might yep. have that ability in it that you can't see online. All right, that sounds very good. Thank you very much for that. Much Excellent. appreciated. No worries, mate. I'm happy to help where I can, Michael. Good on you, mate, and good Great. luck with that. Have Let me know one. how you go. I shall. Thank you very much. Good on you. And uh, very nice of Michael to help out a friend there. It's um, one of those annoying things that often you see people with a, with a challenge and you don't know how to solve it. So happy to give a little bit of advice and, and try and help with that myself. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Lovely to be back in the country. We've got uh, – it's a bit, bit of a busy week this week, I have to say, because I'm uh, – I'm doing a bit of uh, content work for some companies and we've got the Apple thing going on. It's just all kind of happening at the moment. Um, and what's next week look like? Oh, just as bad. Um, some distant launches next week, actually. Some decent launches next week uh, of some more products. And I have a stunning car to drive at the end of next week. I'm just going to put something in my diary that I didn't notice wasn't there. Better put it in now. Uh, stunning car next week and having uh, golf, playing golf with the boys from Arlo next Friday. So whew, it's all happening. Week after that, I've got a trip to Queensland in the end of the week, but we're, we're, we're good. We're good. We'll be back each week for the EFTM podcast. As always, lovely to hear from you when you get in touch. Just go to the website, EFTM.com, and uh, we'll do it all again next week, folks. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.